0: Welcome to the Locker Room Podcast, presented by the University of Maryland Sports Business Society. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Locker Room Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a special guest, uh, Jodi Krishna. She graduated from the University of Maryland in 2012 and received her MBA in 2018. Jodi went on to work for Morgan Stanley, the NFL PA, and is currently a director at One Team Partners, a company that helps athletes make the most out of their name, image, and likeness. Without further ado, I'm excited to announce you all to Jodi. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. We're very excited to have you on.
1: Thank you. For Starting
0: off. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, to start off, we'd like to go into your time um, here at UMD as an alum and kind of how that helped shape your career. So to start, um, you graduated as an economics major. Um, did you ever have that interest in business, specifically in sports business while you were in college?
1: So I was definitely interested in the sports world growing up. I did have I do have two older brothers, so I grew up just watching sports a lot. I would go to the University of Maryland football games, basketball games, but I didn't realize that I could actually make it a career for myself till a few years later. Um, I feel like when most like econ majors, they are generally going into the finance world Um, So that's something that I definitely just focused on uh, when I was an econ major, just getting a job in the finance world.
0: Yeah, that's definitely understandable. So as you mentioned, going into the finance world out of college, you worked for Morgan Stanley. Kind of what things did you do to be able to obtain that position out of college just in general?
1: Yeah, so I actually got the, um, I got an internship with Morgan Stanley um, through a friend, actually, um, and she attended the uh, Smith Business School, and I was just networking with her, and then she introduced me to the folks at Morgan Stanley, interned there my senior year of college, and then I was fortunate enough to get a job right out of college, um, which I know is a bit hard to do, so I was (laughs) very fortunate to get that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome um and so what was something that like working with Morgan Stanley and outside of the sports world what was something that you learned that you've seen translate into your job of in the sports world now
1: honestly I think it's just like organization because at Morgan Stanley you know we're working with clients like high net worth clients so just transitioning to the sports world we're still working with clients our clients just look a little different right now like our clients are the players associations and their clients are the athletes. Um, so it's just a different type of client relationship that you're working with. Um, so just at Morgan Stanley, I really um, learned an organization like customer service. So those types of skills that really helped me um, get to where I am today.
0: Yeah. So and then after well, recent more recently, you've got your gotten your MBA. Mm-hmm. Um was that sort of correlated to your career change or um, like what pushed you to come back and get that um, master's?
1: Yeah. So when I was at University of Maryland, I did uh, major in econ, um, but I actually started off as a biology major. So I was going towards direction of um, pre-pharmacy. So to become a pharmacist, that obviously didn't work out. Um, and so I had to pivot um, and I became an econ major. And so I feel like I didn't reach my full potential. When I was at University of Maryland, I wasn't as involved as I wanted to be. Um, I was part of like one club, like the finance club, but I definitely should have been involved more. Um, So I sort of wanted to redeem myself. Um, I said, okay, if I get into Maryland, I'm gonna you know, become a leader. I'm going to network and go to all the networking opportunities and events as possible um so I was really able to um leverage that when I got my MBA
0: yeah that's awesome I think that that story will resonate with a lot of people especially yeah. like personally I'm a freshman so figuring out like the whole path towards college or path towards your career is certainly yeah. confusing but I'm glad to see that ended up working out for you quite well
1: thank you um
0: so um so you're out of college you get your MBA yeah. now um kind of just like as you talked about that transition from Morgan Stanley to um, where you are now I would just like take it a step back and kind of talk about your transition from college into Morgan Stanley itself how kind of was that adjustment
1: it was definitely an interesting adjustment you know I feel like When you're in college, especially at Maryland, I feel like I was in my own little world um, and then graduate, and it was a great world to be in. Um, And then after I graduated, I was like, wait, I need to work eight hours a day. Um, What is this like? Um, So it's definitely a transition for sure. um, But I feel like I really just set my mind to kind of what I wanted to focus on and how I wanted to grow. Um, So I think that helped me early on, you know, just establish my career.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And then, um, so after you get your MBA, what kind of, what, you talked about your interest in sports, but what kind of pushed you away from Morgan Stanley and into the sports world and really got you started there?
1: Yeah, so at Morgan Stanley, you know, I spent almost six years there. Um, I got my Series 7 and Series 66 licenses, which allowed me to trade um, for our clients. I got my health insurance license. Um, But I feel like I really reached my full potential there. I didn't see as much growth opportunity there for me. Um, I also think culture plays a big part um, in where you work. And I just didn't think there was a fit at that point um, in my life. Um, And so when I was at Maryland, it kind of hit me. Like, I love sports, I'm getting my MBA. Why don't I combine my two favorite worlds? Um, So I ran into a classmate at the Career Center She's like, oh, what are you doing here? And I was like, you know, I'm trying to get into sports. And she's like, okay, I know someone that works at the NFL. Um, it's based in DC. And I was like, oh, since when is the NFL based in DC? Turns out it's the NFLPA, which a lot of people do just get confused by. Um, and so they were opening up a new position. It was specifically for grad students. Um, and so I interviewed and then a few months later, I was you know, fortunate enough to get that role.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I know one thing that we talk a lot about is the sports world being very hard to break into. Um, mm-hmm. So having connections like that is great. definitely great. Um, it's so, interesting
1: too because when you enter the sports world, like you think it's big, but when you enter it, everyone knows each other. It ends up yeah. being like really small. Um, so it's very interesting to see how that works out.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's good to know, especially from like like you were saying with the culture environment to then having like that <laughs> close-knit community. Um, sure. I'm sure that's nice to work in. So, um, how was it sort of transitioning from one of these huge companies like Morgan Stanley? even I mean, even the NFL and the NFL Pierre are still pretty big um now to where you are with one team, which is kind of a newer company still um growing very rapidly. um how, What has that kind of adjustment been like, and what are some things that you've learned from that?
1: Yeah, it's been a very fun transition. Um, You know, the NFLPA, I want to say, has approximately like 150 employees, definitely more established. Uh, I started at one team, day one of one team. So back in 2020, where we were about three to five employees. Um, And with an early stage company, you know, you're often wearing many hats. Uh, And so I always remember the story of you know, probably the first couple of weeks I had asked my CEO at the time, like, okay, is there a process for this? And he chuckled and he was like, no, like, that's why you're here. And so that just hit me like, okay, I am here to help just establish the foundation of one team. And, you know, we're at almost 60 employees now, three years later. So it's definitely grown.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, And I'm sure like, Have, as the company has grown, have you kind of been able to get into a more defined role, or do you enjoy having that, like, that kind of fluidity between roles and the challenges that that brings?
1: Yeah. So it's um, interesting because I actually started in a business development role at one team, um, specifically for consumer products, um, which is apparel and hard lines. And then, um, you know, as we were growing, and evolving, my role became more strategy and operations um, just because, again, like at an early stage company, we're doing a lot. So I was doing business development, but there were other things that I was doing that I actually enjoyed um, and I was just better at it. Um, and so I then went into strategy and operations role within licensing. So games and consumer products. And then that now has evolved into an expanded role um, for the company, which is business operations. So I'm essentially starting my own department um, because we've identified the need for this. Um, So I'm building my own team and just determining what the company needs operationally.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's very um, inspiring and congratulations on your promotions that have been coming. Um, So then, um, as you said, one team is kind of specializing in NIL licensing. so, and that's for both professional and college athletes, correct? Excellent. So um, how has kind of the new world of college NIL and then also mixed with dealing with professional athletes, kind of what is that like on for you?
1: So for the professional athletes, we represent eight players associations. Um, so I'll lift, list them out slowly. Um, the NFL players, MLB players, WNBA players, U.S. Women's National Team players, NWSL players, MLS players, and we, uh, U.S. rugby players, and we're also getting into the esports world, so League of Legends Players Associations. So those, you know, Players Associations are more established, you know, some are still um, early on, um, but with college, like, that is so new, you know, I feel like we, we are essentially the players associations. Um, so we're, you know, running the largest group licensing um, program in the world. Um, so for example, you know, we have a team right now helping athletes opt into the group licensing prog- program. Whereas for the professional athletes, you know, the PAs are helping athletes do that and um, they're already in the program. Uh, and so for college, we actually just reached a milestone. We have uh, 10,000 GLA signed. Um, so that's definitely exciting. We're now figuring, you know, we now initiated our first run of payments to athletes, whereas the players associations, like they manage that. Um, so it's definitely just um, an interesting view on seeing how players associations developed and how we're building the college athlete program.
0: Yeah. And if you don't mind me asking, um, do you personally prefer like working with those like very established professional athletes or do you kind of prefer this new and kind of like uncharted territory with the college athletes.
1: I love it all. Um, so it's fun to just strategize and see how um, folks at our company think of the college world and how they've just worked to get you know athletes opted in, um, figuring out how are we going to pay them. Um, so that's definitely been just a very fun experience.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so with. As you were saying, NIO is still very new. So as it becomes more established and as it becomes more accepted, is that I know there's still problems with that. Like where where do you see from a strategy point? Where do you see that going? Kind of the drawbacks and the opportunities.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if I see any drawbacks specifically. In terms of opportunities, I think we're now seeing the power shifting to the athlete, and even with the professional um, associations, like you know, there's more affinity towards an athlete versus a team uh so we're definitely seeing that in the college world as well you know brands are choosing to partner with athletes over schools, so it just seems like it's time for the athletes to shine and win
0: yeah and kind of on that note have you seen like they talk a lot about it in college football like schools who are just recruiting just based on nil money um and bringing people in really off of their own name so kind of how does that affect you when these you're selling the player but you also have to deal with the school they're playing for and how popular that school is because at the end of the day somebody who's playing for alabama and going Mm -hmm. for national championships versus somebody who's playing for maryland still a big 10 school but not on the same level
1: right yeah there's definitely a balance you know that you have to find um with just determining like the athlete and the school etc
0: yeah for sure um well that is all great i um i think you know as you were saying it's it's cool to be in this situation where you have these very established roles and this new growth for opportunity. So I think that will resonate a lot, um, especially, well, it resonates with me a lot, but I think it will also resonate with a lot of our listeners who will appreciate that role and that flexibility that you have taken on. Um, So with that, I know you're a Maryland alum, so we always like to talk about, kind of experiences at maryland with our alums um so i'm just got a couple questions for you about your time here in college park if you don't mind i'm gonna um, age
1: myself though <laughs> what'd you say But i'm gonna age myself
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um what was your go-to restaurant when you were here on campus
1: i loved a good marathon deli like the chicken oh. dinners, fries they would serve it in a pizza box yeah allowed, like it was our go-to um after class
0: yeah um. No, that's still there. I've I've been there a couple of times. Yeah,
1: visit <laughs> again and have it.
0: <laughs> yeah. What was your um favorite spot on campus?
1: I think just the mall. Like I just loved how it looked. It was very um DC esque. Um, so just hanging out on the mall um throughout the day and between classes and having a picnic there on a nice day. Uh, yeah. it's definitely one of my favorites.
0: No, it's finally getting to that weather where there's like always people on the mall. So it's always cool to walk through and there's just tons of people. I saw somebody studying in a tree yesterday. Like they were (laughs) up in the tree with their computer and I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. What was your favorite memory from your time here on campus?
1: So we threw some good parties at Courtyard. Um, So that's probably my favorite. I feel like Maryland also did a really good... um, In the springtime, they would have like comedy shows and concerts. Mm -hmm. Um, So I remember Nelly coming one year. So that was pretty fun. Russell Peters came. um, So those were probably my favorite. Um, Just, you know, University of Maryland. Um, I also, back in 2002, obviously prior to my time at Maryland, uh, when University of Maryland won the national championship, I was actually at the parade um at Colfield House and so I feel like that just being there like just I was like okay I need to go to Maryland when I grow up. Yeah. Um, those are probably you know my core memories at That's so
0: Yeah, that's awesome cuz like the national championship for me was like before I was born. <laughs> so then it's like it's like um like my neighbor like my next door neighbor went was a senior when they won and mm-hmm. was like super involved with the basketball team like he like went to their practices and all this stuff so he's like telling me all this stuff he's got all this memorabilia and i'm like like oh yeah it's so cool but i can't remember it at all so um no that's definitely a cool memory to bring in um yeah. especially with like this year was awesome um being like with the purdue and and everything yeah. so um yeah i'm sure that was an awesome experience as well um what was your favorite class you took, and why did you like it?
1: So I had to think about this because I was like, oh, man. Um, but I think one of my favorite classes was micro econ. Um, I, as you notice, like, I just love being in the weeds and behind the scenes and just the love the details of everything. And I feel like micro just really allowed me to take a step back and look at all those details. Um and so I just loved and just all the math and charting and graphs. Um, I probably sound like a nerd, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it, I mean, I think it's cool that like you found that and you really enjoyed that class. And now yeah. like you went into the financial world, but then you also made a way to like tie it into sports and like yeah. have that passion as well. And I think that's something that a lot of people like worry about is like, oh, like I want to go work in a sports, but it's like, oh, ticket sales or, oh, like it's hard to like find something that you truly enjoy or are good at. So, um. That's, that's good to hear. Um, and then, so what is one piece of advice that you would tell a student who was considering coming to Maryland?
1: Come to Maryland, um, it's great. I think Maryland has a really good community feel. Um, and so when I was looking at other universities, I didn't get that as much. Um, and so it's just one, You again, like you're in your own world at Maryland and it's just a great feeling. Um, the people are great. Uh, The staff is great. I still keep in touch with professors that like my uh, accounting professor at when I was in undergrad was one of my professors at grad school. Um, And I actually still keep in touch with him. Um, And I had a Zoom call with him probably six months ago just to touch base and say hi. And so I feel like, you know, the, the staff there is amazing and just everything about it. I highly encourage anyone considering Maryland to definitely come and go there
0: yeah that's awesome yeah. If, if, you, <laughs> if you don't were you like originally from the area yeah. um yeah mm-hmm. no because I know like so my mom went to Maryland my grandmother went to Maryland so yeah. it was this whole like it was this whole like and then yeah. I also like didn't get into the other schools I wanted to go to that were out of state like North Carolina and Virginia and whatnot so yeah. I was like all right well I guess I'm going to Maryland and um I don't know like I feel like maybe it was the same when you first came here but like in Maryland I feel like it gets a bad rap um a little bit just because it's like A lot of people go there um but i totally agree with everything you said um great community like i've found great friends here and it's it's been amazing so no i'm glad you're
1: loving
0: it yeah well um we appreciate your time and we want to give a huge shout out to you for taking the time to be on the podcast today um we appreciate you sitting down all of the information you gave us you have a very um unique story that I think a lot of people can resonate with, not really knowing what they want to do or where they want to end up. So I'm sure that that will be great to hear. Um, We wish you the best of luck with one team and want to congratulate you on your recent promotion as a director. And then um, to all of our listeners, please follow us on Instagram at SBS, SBS underscore UMD to stay up to date on all the latest locker room podcast news and guests. And thank you again.
1: Thank you.